0: Today, Valentina and I sit down and talk about a few things that were just on our mind. If you've been paying attention to the podcast scene with all the big name comedians, there's been some drama going on with a company called Cast Media, owned by a company called Podcast One, possibly has changed its name to Live One this time. But there are some allegations about this company Basically stealing about four million dollars from a lot of the people within their network. And some of the ones were just within that network off the top of my head were Theo Vaughn's podcast, uh this next or this past weekend, uh The Fighter and the Kid with Brendan Shaw and Brian Callen, and also I think I think it's still called the Jason Ellis show with Jason Ellis. He used to have a, a program on Sirius satellite radio. Then he moved over to the podcast side of things, but a lot of people are uh, freaking out about that. And there's a lot of companies out there like cast media. So I'm sure people who work with those companies are gonna have some questions coming up in the uh, in the near future. We also talked about Dylan Dennis and Logan Paul. Um they just had a face off that was interesting to say the least. Um we talked about that. Our thoughts on that. Our thoughts on sort of what they bring to the table when it comes to boxing as enter- an entertainment as a whole versus the traditional purist style of boxing, uh, which is not a new theme, but we have some new new thoughts in there. And then also the UFC uh, WWE merger that just happened under the parent company TKO. So. That's all pretty interesting stuff that affects a lot of different parts of the entertainment space. Yeah. So it's it's, uh, it's fun to talk about. If you're a podcaster or you listen to podcasts, which I think most people do at this point, the uh, cast media stuff, I think will be really interesting for you. So... That's it for that. Make sure you uh, also check us out at HyperStrengthCoach.com. We have every program under the sun from Olympic weightlifting to powerlifting, bodybuilding, strongman, CrossFit, general fitness, athlete specific programming, everything in between. And hybrid tr- programs. Yep, you can try any of those uh, for free for seven days just by checking the seven day free option at checkout. And other than that, sit back, relax, enjoy. Another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours, and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for you know, quite some time. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I I was going through the same thought process years ago, and I had a lot of questions about you know the, the state of my blood work, uh, my testosterone levels, and as a performance athlete, it was always a question that I had in the back of my mind. Guys, please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on Instagram to get these questions answered for you. Women Rejuvenation Clinic provides solid medical advice. They read your blood work, they go through the results with you, and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years, and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth. Now onto the show. So... I wanted to talk about something that is affecting the entire podcast industry right now. Told you a little bit about it for people who don't know if you're big in the podcast scene, especially the LA podcast scene with all the comedians and stuff, you might've heard about this, but in case you haven't, there is a company called cast media. Mm It's been under a lot uh, of fire, um, for the past little bit. I believe the guy who owns its name is Colin Thompson. Let me just Google that real quick. Tom. yeah, Colin Tom said, and um, first, just so we're off the hook here, everything that we're going to talk about is alleged. There hasn't been any legal action that I'm aware of uh, up to this point, but
1: it's all hearsay. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of creators, podcast creators, that are saying the same thing. Mm. Um, with regard to this, but some of the people who've spoken out on it already are like some pretty big names.
1: Most likely is definitely happening.
0: We, <laughs> we, can, we can't say that for sure, but like this is what yeah. they're saying and it doesn't look good. Basically, the story is this company cast media. What, what's being alleged is, uh, at least by Fighter and the Kid, so Brendan Chaub and Brian Callen uh, are apparently owed $1.6 million from this company uh theo vaughn is owed somewhere in the six figures uh jason ellis another popular uh podcast producer used to be with or podcast creator used to be with uh sirius xm he had a show there and then he switched over um he had the second biggest show i think on sirius he's doing his own thing now they've all come out and said basically the same thing that they're owed tons of money the the I guess I'll describe sort of what the company does, Cast, Cast Media. Um, we work with a company that does something similar. Uh, the company that we work with is specific uh, to the fitness space. Basically what these companies do is, you can host your uh, podcast through their platform, and because they have a big pool uh, of podcast creators, They can go to advertisers and pitch advertisers on being in this pool and on various different shows. So by signing one agreement, an advertiser, you know that's why you hear a lot of the big ones have some similar advertisers. You know you see like Ridge Wallet, Wallet, uh, Better, uh, Help. um, You know the ones that you hear all all the time. uh, A lot of the reason why you hear the same ones on all these different. popular podcast is is because of that. So they'll negotiate some sort of agreement with the uh, advertisers, and then when those ads are played on your show, you get a piece of it, and then the company handling those relationships also gets a piece of it, right? right. So your check doesn't come directly, like as a creator, doesn't come directly from the advertisers, it comes from the company who is basically being the middleman for these advertisers. Um, and there's a million different things we can talk about on the specific topic, but I think the, um, one that people are talking about a lot is that this is sort of making, you know, podcasts, how they started were sort of the, you know, anti old school corporate way. Like you just start a podcast. You're the boss. You say whatever you want. You don't really have to have any sort of specific agenda because you're not you're choosing who you're working with. So you know it's not like you're NBC, uh, you know, or or CNN. And if you say something, you know, sexist or homophobic or whatever, all the advertisers are gonna just pull their advertising, and you're because of that you're you're like sort of censored in what you're able to say, right? So podcasts are supposed to be the opposite of that, right? A lot of people are saying, especially with this coming out, because I think a lot of people don't realize that that's sort of the structure of a lot of the big podcasts because these guys have other businesses and they don't want to be doing the day-to-day interactions and management of these relationships. And there's not another company handle it, but they say, well, then does that, do you have to sort of cater what you're saying to what these uh, big corporations that are the advertisers, you know, want you to say like what suits them right um and my answer to that would be no like any of the you still have a say in who you bring on as advertisers right just because somebody pitches the company that we work with um for advertising they will still come to us first and i'm not sure if all the companies do it this way but at least the ones we work with uh do it this way they'll say hey this is a company they're interested in advertising on the show we say yes or no okay okay So. It, If there was ever a conflict, we would just say, we don't want that advertiser. And there's a lot of other ones to draw from.
1: Right.
0: So that's the first thing to address. But because your check comes from these guys and not the advertisers, you're dependent on them to pay you. All right. Right. The other thing is you, at least with our agreement, we're allowed to bring in our own advertising outside. So they'll get a cut of the ads that we do that they bring to us. But once so we get on our own and put in our own show, like without them handling anything that we keep 100% of that. So that's sort of the basic structure, right? Yeah. But for the ones that go through them, you're waiting on a check from them. So what happened to these guys is they were supposed to get checks in a rate regular schedule. I think they were operating in a net 90 day payment period. So once the period is over, that the company has 90 days to give you your check. And they were missing these windows. They were missing the times they were supposed to pay them. So obviously you don't mess with people's money. That's the easiest, fastest way to get somebody very upset. And they were doing that. So I think Theo Vaughn uh, was one of the first ones to just cut ties and move to a different company. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what Jason Ellis is doing or any of the, like, there's a bunch of guys I haven't mentioned, but uh, I listened, a lot of them have come out and sort of like given their piece on what they're, what the problem was and what they're deciding to do now. But this, that company, cast media had apparently gone bankrupt and, and how they went bankrupt was they would take the advertising money from all of these big shows like Fighter and the Kid, like this past weekend, yeah, it's the Ovons podcast, um, and they would take that money and they would take a risk and invest it into new shows. So they would either pitch people or they would, you know, through their network, they would find people that want to start a show and they'd help invest, like building them out a studio, uh, you know, um, handling uh. You know, maybe if they had like a uh, Discord or a Reddit uh, subreddit, you know, they'd handle that. They, you know, do follow ups and contests or whatever, mm-hmm. and all, all these different things. But a lot of those shows that they invested a bunch of money into, and again, this is all legend, but a lot of the shows that they invested money into failed.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So what they had planned to do was take this big amount of money they were getting from the big shows, invest it in these smaller ones, and then the smaller ones would grow and then the whole company would grow. Mm -hmm. But because those smaller ones failed, all that money was lost and then they didn't have the money to pay back, uh, to pay the people who they owed ad money to. So the company ended up going bankrupt and then was acquired by another company called Podcast One. And what Podcast One sort of did was they went and they made offers to a lot of the big people that had been working with cast media and were successful in getting some of those guys to sign on. So um, the problem I think with that is that a lot of people didn't really know that cast uh, media and podcast one became the same entity basically. And the main guy that Colin Thompson guy from media is now working at a high level within Podcast One. So they just sort of took the guy and they said that they thought he, he did a good job and all this stuff when he was basically just ripping off, allegedly ripping off all of these people. So Theo Vaughn, initially uh, he was talking to Podcast One and he said um, yeah, I don't want anything to do with that Colin Thompson guy. And they said he said, well, he's going to be a part of it, but what we can do is We'll pay you back your what's owed of your ad revenue over a couple of years in cash, which is obviously no good. And then the rest, uh, a a certain portion of it, sorry. And then the rest, they'll give in um, uh, stock options. Because this company, Podcast One, is planning to go public, do an IPO really soon. So they're like their their pitch would be we're going to give you the value of the shares now after we go public the share price should increase and then you'll have even more money that's what they're trying to pitch right but what people are thinking they're doing is they're just trying to sign all of these big podcasts so that it increases the value of their company because they right. can you know when they do have their initial public offering they can go look, we have the five biggest podcasts in the comedy space. We've got these ones in sports, and they can, you know, it benefits them. So from Theo Long's perspective, he was like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. I feel like you guys are just using me again. You've already ripped me off once, you know, and who knows? It's a podcast company. Who knows if their, their stock could tank immediately, and then you have zero dollars. Yeah, Yeah, you don't it? it's... Um, this is a,
1: a different company that's acquiring the guy that was the recently, owner,
0: yeah. So they
1: of the company that stuffed them, yeah, allegedly,
0: yeah. So they, they were going bankrupt or they went bankrupt. I don't know if they officially declared bankruptcy, but uh-huh. this other company came in and just absorbed them. Yes. So everybody's freaking out right now, you know, like, yeah um i think the fighter and the kid actually their episode was it was the one I, I watched it today but i'm not sure if it came out today or yesterday they were talking about that that they're owed 1.6 million oh my god which is insane and for them all of their ad revenue or all of their income from that show is coming from ad revenue so it's like they just i think they said they hadn't been paid in eight months so imagine your your main gig i thing that makes you all of your money and you just no one's paid you an Christ. So a lot of these guys were scrambling, trying to figure it out. But what I thought was crazy was Fighter and the Kid actually signed on with Podcast One. Even though it's with the same guy who just screwed them over at at Cast Media.
1: So they did sign?
0: They signed, yeah. yeah officially. They said they had something in their contract, though, that said that guy, uh, Colin Thompson, couldn't be involved in what they were doing at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. He still works at the company, right? He's obviously still going to doing a lot of the decision-making. Mm-hmm. So... I don't really know what the deal is there, but
1: maybe they have assigned a different team specifically for them.
0: Yeah, but I guess I guess it depends what, his, what his role is going to be. You know, if he's the CEO, he's still he's the CEO. I, I don't know. I don't know what his role is. Oh, the yeah, we could. Uh,
1: so the other, so the guy. Well, actually, you don't. You don't know the name of it.
0: Let's see Colin Thompson,
1: owner of, the of this company.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Hone Thompson, Podcast One. Let me look it up here.
1: Podcast One?
0: Public listing collides with Theo Vaughn. Hone Thompson is defrauded podcasters. So it says here, this is a Reddit post talking about it, and it says the total amount that he's, quote-unquote, allegedly defrauded podcasters is over $4 million. Holy shit. And here, this is what It says, The title of this post is Colin Thompson had defrauded podcasters of over $4 million and tried to strong arm them into a deal at his alleged new employer. This one says Live One. Oh, so they've changed the name maybe to to get farther away from it. It's now called Live One. It was formerly formerly called Podcast One, run by Rob Allen. Beware of this man, and anywhere he does business, he can steal our money, but he can't steal our
1: voice. Um, it's a little fishy to me when a company just absorbs another company that's done really badly, and then they change their own name.
0: It's very strange, especially because like if you're the company who's acquiring another company, I understand acquiring another company who's going through financial trouble, and you see very clearly like. Oh, if we just fix this and this, yeah. we can make this company profitable. But if these guys are literally telling the creators who are partnering with them, we can't pay you because we're going bankrupt. Like the company failed. Why would you want to absorb that company? I don't know. Super weird. It's,
1: it's like, has the, all this negativity surrounding it? What, what's, uh-huh. what exactly are they absorbing?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, 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 like that's what it, that's what it it's seems a like. Benefit I, or maybe maybe they they did go. Uh, maybe cast want, cast media did go bankrupt and then they just hired this guy in a, in a new role. But it's like, why would you want to hire the guy who just absolutely crashed and burned his?
1: What exactly do companies absorb in general when they absorb say, a company? It just means you own it. That's but like, do it. they usually do it in this? type of scenario where a a company files for bankruptcy do is that a something that they that you would want to do
0: in this scenario where like all of the product is like like a digital asset created by individual producers like there's lots of successful podcast hosting sites out there you know that are doing really well i don't know why you would need to absorb one when you already have one that's doing well right like that podcast one
1: right so that's why I'm, um, i don't understand like in general not this specific scenario but any other instance that you know of where a company has absorbed another company um like
0: there's a million reasons why they could potentially want to do that and it, it, you would necessarily not well, there's scenarios where of, of all all the way along the spectrum of a company's financial health where someone else might want to acquire them. But what it looks like here, like when they're talking about him strong-arming them into a deal, what maybe could have happened would have been, he's, he went to, you know, this guy Colin could have gone to Rob Ellen, the owner over at Live One and said, Look, our business is in trouble, but we have this huge podcast. We have this huge podcast. We have this huge podcast. We basically just need a, a financial like bailout. We need to be able. They
1: should have done guys. that. They should have done that months ago.
0: It's yeah, it seems that way. So, but he could have said, you know, we we need some way to bail us out, make these guys happy, but they should have merged. They did.
1: No, like I mean, sorry, that's exactly what happened. Right. Sorry, <laughs> they should have merged. Months ago, they,
0: that's it, a, that's what he did. She asked might them. not have that guy Colin might not have had an incentive to do that if the business was going well. She needed a lifeline, right? So he could have gone to them and just said, "Look, you're gonna what you're gonna do is you're gonna offer these guys stock options, you know, or they made that deal. We're gonna offer them stock options to stay with us instead of leaving. And in exchange, you're gonna come work for us, you know. We're gonna absorb that whole." That whole network that you have. Because he does have a ton of big briefs I wonder if you can find a list What's... of all the people that, uh, let's see, podcasts. It
1: sucks or... to hear something cast like that.
0: Media. I don't know a lot of these cast media. Let's see. So I know they used to work with Impulsive as well. And then Impulsive uh, fired them. I think that was a couple of years ago, though. Oh look, they have uh, Whitney company. This
1: company can't be
0: Sarah Silverman.
1: This company that you know stiff these uh, guys—they can't be quote unquote good people if they they went that long without paying them and finding a solution.
0: I think transparency is important in business. Um, you know, yeah. and delivering bad news is difficult sometimes. Right? No one likes to do that. Yeah. Who knows? So if you're having financial problems, you made a mistake and you took a risk, like the best thing you could do is own it. Not bundle up that piece of crap that you sold to these people, you know, and and put a new label on it
1: and um, just say like, here we that go. It, that's, what they're make, that's what it looks like.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's not good. It's really not good. I'm glad we're not with them. Um, I wonder if there's a lot of... Shit.
1: A, a lot like, of situations like that? It's
0: well, really... I, I wonder if there's anybody in our space... Who's dealt specific like in fitness? Who...
1: There's so many scams around in fitness. It's wild. I wouldn't be, you know, I'm I'm just not surprised anymore.
0: No, well, you know what? People are pretty things... easy to dupe. I think a lot of times in fitness, the barriers to entry are zero. You can literally just be a guy with a six pack and then start a company, and then if you have a good social media following, sell those stuff. So it's not like you're getting like Harvard business grads for the most part, like starting this business businesses. So I see why there's a lot of that. Um, there's honestly, there's not a ton of uh, stuff on here. It says with over 13 million reach, 13 million, it's weird that they don't put the unit of measure there. Like usually you'd say like, with a reach of over 13 million viewers, or listeners or whatever it is, but they don't do say, with over 13 million reach across our sleet of shows, we're one of the fastest growing and most exciting podcast networks and publishers in podcasting. Our shows span many genres and we are a leader in both audio only and video stimu- oh, simulcast podcasting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's very clear, like everything, you, this is the homepage and the first thing they're doing, is pitching the network to advertisers, which is is their job, but it just shows you where their focus is. They wanna make the advertisers happy and not necessarily, you know, the product they're selling is the hard work of these people who do the podcasts. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you are transparent and you also do what you're supposed to do. But evidently these guys didn't. So that's a big thing right now. I don't know if there's going to be a lawsuit. I can't imagine with like, like Theo Vaughn's got one of the most successful podcasts on the internet right now. Yeah. So these guys are going to try to do an initial public offering, you know, put their, their, uh, their, their company on the, uh, the NASDAQ, you know, and it's like, it's definitely going to affect your share price. If all these big famous people are, shitting on the company
1: yeah so. but the, it's the company but they changed the name
0: to live one now yeah but they're not getting i wonder how recently they changed to live one because all the people who are calling them out online are calling them podcast one that's what i'm saying i so didn't just done did it like yesterday
1: what i'm so saying when people is we'll look it up let me have I yeah will find that out what's it called
0: podcast one i can look it up here
1: oh yeah look it up
0: podcast one Let's see, changes name. Oh, okay, no, it's so. I mean, this is back in 2021. Podcast one parent company. Changes name. Oh, well, maybe live one is. I don't know. There's a lot of different sources mm. that are contributing, and maybe not all of them have the most uh, okay accurate info, or they're, they're missing part of it.
1: I'm trying I'm to I see. sure to try to a fast on.
0: That would be really sneaky if they did that just so that when people are looking up live one, you know, there's not as much of, or uh, not as easy of a trail to track.
1: But that's confusing because they're still calling it the other name. Yeah. Uh, so if that
0: was a un- live one, maybe the parent, like it said there, like a lot of parent company and podcast one could be under it. But either way, it's sad to see. It's it's really tough, man, and it's disheartening because, like, you want you don't want to be the person who's, um, you know, jaded and doesn't trust anybody, and you know,
1: like that's Yeah, that happens a lot. I know it's a a crappy way to
0: live, though. There's too
1: many. I've seen I've seen a lot because we've been in the fitness industry for quite so many years. It feels like Mm -hmm. it's almost a decade now, and and it just you grow fast and then you have to do so much work to grow fast Mm -hmm. and you have to make all these connections. And we used to be a lot more connected and and involved in the community with everybody else to grow. Mm -hmm. So like you get to see, you get to see people's, how they, their attitudes towards the business and the type of industry that we're in. And a lot of people have been in there longer than we have. So they are really, like really, really weary of even collabing with uh, other people. Like it's really, it is really sad. Yeah. It sucks. And, you know, creating content is supposed to be this fun, uh, you know, joy packed thing because you're, you're, you're trying to help someone out, else out. Well, a lot of people other are people, just yeah. trying to make money and that's it. And that's what right. I feel. Well, you know goal is
0: making money as long as the product that you're selling is good and it is helping people.
1: No, uh, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about people who are just don't give a crap about the cus- cus- consumer. Well, I'm the one that you were just talking about. I, I do, obviously, I, this is a business that I'm running. So like you have come, you've entered my, my business. Right. So it's like a little building that you've entered once you step into my Instagram. <laughs> and, but I am also... You know, the only reason that I'm doing this specific thing is because of the joy that it brings to help other people when they get inspired to, Mm. you know, better themselves. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are just so like, whatever the fuck about, they have such a, a jaded attitude, like you said. Yeah. And, um. And it
0: is really sad. Well, like a lot of industries, people, there's people who get into it for the wrong reasons. But I think a, the majority of people who end up in the fitness industry, it's because they enjoy fitness. And fitness probably has done something special yeah. for them, right? Like I know for you.
1: No, it's not how it always starts. It's
0: It's been, you know, fitness empowered you. It gave you confidence. Yeah. You know, it does that for a lot of us. So yeah, Then you go, wow, this is awesome. I really love this line of work. I can't imagine doing anything else. How do I start a business in fitness? Yeah. But the problem is, I think because of the barriers uh, to entry are so low and fitness relies so heavily on personal social media, it becomes such an ego thing. And you get these people that, you know, they go from making no money to being millionaires in like five years.
1: Well, not anymore.
0: People are still doing it. People are still blowing up on TikTok mm. and all that stuff. But, yeah, you know, people go from, from, uh, from zero you know to 100 super quick and they get this inflated ego from it and then i think that's how you know and we were talking about being connected in the, the industry and networking and all that stuff and getting burned by people like so many people get burned in the fitness industry just because of all the egos involved you know everyone thinks like it's like a bunch of, it's like if you took like the cool kid from every school yeah from every high school and then you stuck them in one room and then they're all trying to be cool around each other <laughs> like who's the cool i'm cooler than you i've got more followers and it's like this weird so thing weird. where it's just like, like calm down weird. like that's the one that'd be my one gripe with uh, the involvement i've had in the fitness industry like obviously, there's great people there's people that i, yeah. I, I love in the fitness industry and you know i'm not i'm not chit on the whole of it but man, with Instagram and TikTok and like quick little catchy one-liner videos and all this stuff and and the attention that uh, well, it's, beef content, like yeah. drama content, gets.
1: it's really hard to make real friends because of what you just mentioned, and we've seen it happen time and time again.
0: It's very transactional.
1: We've seen we've seen it. And their egos their egos do get big. Uh, I have just met weird people like you don't have to you just be yourself i'm not like after anything that you have uh i just want a, a genuine friendship yeah but it's they just are weird sometimes
0: yeah. they are just too weird oh and the, the most annoying one is like if you've ever met somebody and they have a big following and you're following smaller and you're following ends up passing their following Hmm to like weird resentment.
1: There is a resentment there, and I'm not gonna lie. Um, That definitely happened to me, but I think that happened to me. Like
0: you personally felt?
1: I was resentful, but I think uh, what happened to me, and I was thinking about it today, and I think about it often, I try to like let go, let go of that resentment. Mm -hmm. And that's because I was going through such a horrible time in my my you know my last relationship and that really like consumed my my entire being so much that uh you know and we've talked about this I felt completely worthless at one point for a couple of years mm-hmm. and I couldn't even I didn't couldn't work I couldn't put content out nothing had like much love into it yeah and then I started you know, falling back and falling back and falling back. And, um, and then, you know, I worked on myself and I got out of that uh, situation. And, uh, and then I was able to like, you know, really see the reality of it. What actually happened? Well, I didn't, I wasn't consistent with my, with my stuff. You, You know, anytime that you feel resentment you have to really take a look at, like, well, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you actually putting forth into the space that's valuable? Well, if you're not really doing much, then you don't get to be resentful.
0: Yeah, I think resentment and anger are often... Like 99% of the time, a secondary emotion. Uh huh. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it, and we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best. They're legitimate doctors. They're not going to push any BS on you. They're going to do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're going to have the best service possible in this space. For example, like a whole lot of people like someone close to you dies Right, the primary emotion that you're feeling is sadness. Yeah, if you're a normal person, yeah. I would imagine, right? But that gets presented a lot of the times in anger. Okay. Right. I'll, or I'll give you I'll give you like a simple, like a not such okay. a happy one. Uh, for example, uh, growing up, my dad could not handle it whenever me and my sister got hurt. Okay. Right. Like. Like I'll use one that, that I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, I was cut, like, uh, I was cutting grip tape on my skateboard. I was putting an ollie line. So anybody who grew up uh, skateboarding or is a skateboarder, you'll know what that is. For those who don't, you cut a little line so you always can see uh, where the tail of the skateboard is, so you don't have to like look at the skateboard and be like, oh, okay. This one's, this side's bigger than this side, like the nose okay. and the tail. Um, see, just now, right? So I'm doing that and I'm cutting the grip tape and I slip and I cut the side of my finger off ah. and it was hanging on like right through here. I still have the scar, you can see it here. Yeah, okay. So I cut right through that nail and my finger was just flopped open and I went, oh. And then I went in and I was like, I told my dad, I'm like, oh, I cut my finger. And uh, he's like, let me see it. So we run under the water and it just flaps because the water.
1: Oh, God. Badam. It reminds me of my like, shrimp uh, finger. Oh, yeah. When I cut my finger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cutting he was
0: shrimp. way worse than yours.
1: Way worse. Yeah. That sounds awful.
0: Yeah. So, but, so he immediately was like, what are you doing? Using tools in the garage. Yeah. What? I'm like. God, what? 13 you know it's like yeah obviously it's okay for me to do that or my sister one time she cut herself with tape yeah and, uh, like and this was like the f- most fluke accident ever but my sister literally just had a roll of like you know scotch tape okay and she went to rip it and i guess it was like for some reason it was kind of tough like she just hit it at a weird angle uh-huh. so she pulled hard and the scotch tape slipped and you know the little metal thing that like cuts the tape yeah it cut her open like this huge cut on her arm oh and my dad's response, he got, like, super angry. And for the record, he's not, like, an insane person. He's a, he's a really nice guy. He's so, he so just, chill. He grew up Christian science where they don't believe in, like, pain. <laughs> like, everything's in your head. I won't go into the religion. Google it if you want. Oh, God. <laughs> he, so he didn't know how to handle he's that. He's a
1: totally normal guy, Dad. <laughs> yeah, is... yeah.
0: He, he, he has since not. He was never practicing in that religion. That's just how his parents raised him. So he mm-hmm. didn't have a lot of, like, understanding around it. And um, he goes, "What are you doing using the tape?" Yeah. <laughs> like he's he telling her for using tape like it was a crazy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't actually mad that she was using tape. No, once, he just right? that's
1: He was just reacting.
0: But at- it, that was the secondary emotion. Yeah, like, okay. Like, like, uh, probably his the primary.
1: He was like was, scared was, or like, worried. concerned, worried. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, so it's like worried. Yeah, it's it's always a secondary thing. <sighs> yeah. That was a tangent. I didn't mean to like
1: no, derail it's...
0: everything, but you know, it, it, that's what it is. And for you, you know, you had emotions that were not being dealt with, you know, in your personal life, and that presented as resentment, you know.
1: Yeah, but it's like, yeah, hundred percent. Like, what wh- I need to address, like, what, what am I not doing in my own personal life, or? Or what I what what need to get rid of to feel better, which is the relationship. Yeah. And uh, what I need to do now, and, and now it's kind of like a weird, we're in a weird place because it's it's like so jam packed with so many fitness people, mm-hmm. and there's so much content out there that it's like, what do I do? But I know exactly what I need to do. It's just, um, and fitness is kind of a weird. It's always- just getting kind of fitness stale is a-, a little bit sometimes.
0: Well, for sure. And and that's what I was just about to say is fitness is a difficult place to differentiate yourself because you, what can you do? You, you, you exercise, right? So it's like you exercise and then you have to have like good opinions. So podcasts and stuff are great for that. Right. And it's great for networking and all that stuff. But it's like, if, if you, if you work in, you know, I don't know what's another another field and if you work uh, let's see a, uh, a business that coaches entrepreneurs you can dip your your toe into every single category and talk about fitness entrepreneurship and you know uh, so opening up brick and mortar coffee shops or whatever it is like you have a wide array of things to do and i think it's a little bit more limited in fitness
1: it used to be so much more fun i used to, i was like the first person at least in my circle that i know of that started to create that the food content the recipes and the outdoor workouts with bands um, content uh i don't know anybody when we started having the ability to make Videos on Instagram that was doing what I was doing, and I was working with for Bang Energy at the time, yeah, Vpx Sports, and um, and I was like very strict about you know presenting my content in a way that makes sense for fitness, and then you have all these other girls that have no idea what they're doing because they're not really fitness coaches. That's so,
0: when no, the the shuffle era came in. And it well, was- the
1: shuffle girls are fine. There's those are those are different, but I'm talking about girls who are just cute girls who are hired because they're cute they're not fitness coaches they're not selling programming um so i was getting inventive with making recipes in the kitchen uh how do i involve my my pre-workout in a recipe even like a pre-workout cookie or pre-workout brownie or something fun i would make a smoothies with the bang energy cans to like make them a bit more fun and then I was doing all this content outdoors and I, I'm, I was just thinking today also like you know I had to be if not the first person like one of the first people I don't know I don't remember anybody else wave creating content that like that that I was creating now everybody's making food videos you know, fitness stuff, and it's like so extremely saturated.
0: Well, I think also the problem with social media, and I don't know if it's a problem or not, but just something that is true of social media and how it affects people's behavior and fitness is, you know, back in the earlier days of whether it was Instagram, YouTube, whatever the platform was yeah. at the time, depending on how early in the game you got in, like let's say you did a protein cookie recipe, right? Yeah. If somebody else just stole your protein cookie recipe and made a video, like, that was, like, career-ending. Yeah. You'd be labeled, like, a content thief. You know?
1: Oh, yeah. Now every, everybody's copying everybody, and it's like... No one, gives,
0: no, no one even cares. Now, now people will be literally be like... You can't. I'm doing the new viral no, because, protein cookie... No, video.
1: because everybody's copying each other. Yeah. So now just it's accepted, hard to see who put it out first and that, well,
0: that extends actually so far beyond fitness though that's like you know how many of these i every time i see a creator do this video uh,
1: which one
0: when you want five dollars or would you like to double it and give it to the next person? oh god, god i go double it and then eventually it gets up to like 200 bucks but those, it's
1: 200 bucks. those it's like, are really boring for me after like one
0: look I if you're the first guy who ever did that like that's an entertaining video for one video yeah but you'll you go through youtube shorts now and it's you'll see 15 different people yeah a span of five minutes Rando doing people doing that and you go to their or page and they've got like 50 videos of them doing that same thing it's like yeah no creativity like this is no effort at all and just you know i'm not bitter about that like because i don't think that's a, no, a good long-term route to but it's to just, success,
1: it's just but boring content
0: it is boring it's not and saturated like you said right what if you imagine you're the first guy to like do that, but yeah. like take like a little game show approach and bring it onto like the street and do that. And yeah. everyone just everyone goes, Oh, that's a good idea. I'm just going to do the exact same thing. And now you've got your ideas become is... lame because every lame person out there is doing it. I know
1: but well, this is why I feel uh, like so blah with my content. Cause I'm trying to figure out a way to reinvent myself mm. In a way that I really, really like so that I have, you know, the drive to create content uh, like way more, like way more content than I'm making right now. Because if you're not excited about what I want to, if I'm not excited and I can't get, I can't get my consumer, you know, based excited and they need to feel like I want them to feel excited about making a change because that's the whole point of what I'm trying that's what I'm trying to not just sell but that's what I'm trying to inspire yeah for people to do to create some real change you know at least somewhat consistent yeah and it's just so saturated and blah Mm. I think think i found something but i have to test it out and it's just like i have to find a way how to make it my own
0: you know but- my, you know what my biggest resentment is It's not like i don't actually feel resentment in this but i feel like when i started posting on social media on instagram primarily it was during the period of time where it was kind of lame to do that like people would like a lot of people took pride and they thought it was like macho to be like, I'm not one of those Instagram people. I don't, oh, okay. Instagram. you know, and at the time I had to overcome, I had to put like, feel uncomfortable putting myself out there. Okay. Not only because it's yeah. uncomfortable to put yourself out there, but also you have all these people basically telling you you're a dork for doing it. Like they're not telling you directly, but you can tell in conversation now that doesn't exist. Yeah. People have no shame. People are willing, you know, you, you see it with every single person who's ever done one bodybuilding show or one powerlifting competition. And all of a sudden, they're on social media giving tips and they're offering coaching. And it's like, you've been in this for five minutes and that's fine. But I guess I guess it's not resentment. I am envious of the fact that that shame stigma is gone. Because <laughs> that was a barrier I had to overcome. And they just got <laughs> to feel like, dip,
1: dip, dip. they don't even know it's a thing. No.
0: You know? No. We- that's, my, that's my little back in my day get off my
1: lawn imagine starting at the jenna marbles era though Jenna marbles
0: she was she she was really we were i was was, in college she i used to watch her i was i remember what what grades i was in i can't remember but she was genuinely entertaining and she was was in high school the only person doing it yeah you know
1: she's my my favorite content creator Period. I mean, no, not really. She, That's sounds true. There's a lot of a lot of girls that I've, I've found since then. But she was funny though. She's my all-time favorite and will always be my favorite. She got a little bit too a little bit soft at the end. Uh, I think in my in my opinion, I think a lot of she was starting to try to piece too many people. Well, she's you could see her attitude. She had grown. She had matured, which is great, but she also had. Probably just get, getting it from too many angles, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. She also signed up with Barstool Sports, and then they had a falling out, you know, and then... I don't know what happened there. I don't know the details of that, but she never came back to the internet after that.
1: No, she didn't come back for a different reason.
0: It was after the Barstool Sports then. And Dave Portnoy put out a bunch of stuff. He was, like, slamming her. It was a whole thing.
1: What? Yeah. No, she. it was about the whole thing about she did, oh, like the there's like that blackface video there's like a, a whole bunch of content that she that she was getting canceled for
0: well, yeah but i don't marcel wouldn't fire somebody for that jenna marbles
1: so you think that's why she There was like a whole facade that she made just to leave
0: and so people would know she wouldn't have been like just f this you know like she got a, the barstool was a huge platform, so maybe she was getting even more. I don't know. Like I don't know what their fault it is. I know that she. So want
1: I think she she has like a a dog uh, accessories company, like toys and stuff. So I think she makes money through that now, but she still makes money off her videos, right?
0: If they're monetized, yeah. It, it, here it just says Jenna Marbles said she wasn't happy. Uh, running Stool La La, I guess that was her show on Barstool, and wanted to make more videos, which led to their falling out. I realized that it wasn't really making me happy, and I wanted to make videos, and he sort of knew that too, but we could never see eye to eye. Hmm. So maybe she can so, I, don't, I don't know when that all happened. That was That's was,
1: that that when it happened, I think. It happened in uh, COVID time.
0: Wow, uh, that's a lot when more recent than I thought it was. When
1: she left. When she stopped making videos. Yeah. Um, Everybody's so upset
0: about it. Well, still, I want to, I want to switch gears, but because we went, we went down a rabbit hole here. um, But I think we, let's close that segment by saying if all of these things are allegedly true, I think people as a whole, if you're a podcast creator, if you're a creator of any kind and you're partnering with another company, make sure you do your homework, make sure you read your contracts, make sure you have a good lawyer to look over your contracts.
1: And you have to read them too. Yeah. You have to make sure that you read them and reread them and make sure that you...
0: Know what you're getting yourself into. Know know who the people are who are making the decisions at those companies because you know these are not dumb people. These are people who are operating at a high level, like the guys who got screwed, Theo and Shob and Callen and Jason Ellis. You know, but even you know they got screwed. So yeah, I'd be, yeah, like I said again, if all these allegations are true, I would be very weary of working with. Um, what we'll have so many- One or what did they say? What's the new version? Live, Live. One. You know, if you get approached by them, maybe ask some some questions and only yeah. move forward if you get some good answers. But to shift, there's a couple of things that we were speaking about mergers, so you're know yeah. me thinking about it. And this just happened: the WWE and the UFC just merged. What? Yeah, you didn't hear all that? No. Okay. Yeah. Now they're now they are both under a parent company called TKO. Okay. Which I believe just went live on the New York Stock Exchange. Let me check. Wow.
1: I think Dana White's getting scared about that uh, um, Asian company. I don't know what, what country it was from. Oh. Uh, getting really big. 1FC. One 1FC. One
0: yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it wasn't an IPO. I guess TK Holdings Group um, was the group that owns them both now. So... It apparently has bumped their stock price up a bunch, which is cool. Okay. Um, honestly, I like both those companies, uh-huh. UFC and WWE. It's like they're two different things. Yeah, you gotta know obviously what you're getting yourself into. Maybe. But I wonder if we're gonna see now more UFC fighters like Swapping. doing WWE showcases and like sort still the other way. We've actually seen both ways. Ronda Rousey did a, a going to, went to WWE. Yeah. Do, do you ever who CM Punk is? No. CM Punk is this guy. And he was famous in WWE and just thought, yeah, I'll do some training for uh, MMA and I'll fight in the UFC. Like, this guy never would have made it to this level if he wasn't already famous, obviously. But his first professional fight it was in the UFC. And obviously, it didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go well. It did not go well. He ended up leaving. Um but he, you know, he got—he basically just walked into the biggest stage ever. You, you know, who it did work out for. Remember Brock Lesnar? Okay. She fought for a title and won in the UFC after being in, uh, WWE for, however many years. But that. Wait,
1: look at what broke. do No, bro- I do, is. but I just—you uh, yeah. know—remember his face. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah giant he's a Boric house even.
0: yeah well he also was an ncaa uh wrestler like look at him in, in university uh
1: but that guy that's like an old guy
0: yeah well but he, he came to the ufc and freaking won he was an absolute unit even in college look at uh i want to find one Pinless. he's canadian uh, he. I think he moved to Canada. He moved to Saskatchewan.
1: That's interesting.
0: All right, which is, for anyone who's not very familiar with Canada, like, <laughs> usually people only move out of Saskatchewan. <laughs> but uh, I think he bought a, like, a, a huge farm.
1: We would have to see where he lives. Yeah, Brock. Then it might make sense.
0: Moves to Canada, let's see here. Um oh yeah. He did during COVID. He bought land in Saskatchewan and then he just he basically turned into like one of those uh outdoorsy guys. Like one of those those guys in the Joe Rogan Okay,
1: so he like was there.
0: Hunts on his own property.
1: Okay, like. so that's he looks like one of those like
0: twenty bought a twenty-five million dollar ranch.
1: Oh my god.
0: Twenty-five million dollars in Saskatchewan goes a long oh,
1: yeah. way. Where? What did he buy? Like half the country, than half the, <laughs> the province. province?
0: Uh, here's him talking about it. This is a clip that I saw where he was talking about it. But um, I don't know. We don't have to go into that too much. Investments with my money. Yeah, twenty-five mil in Saskatchewan. That's uh, quite. I'm a sure lot. that he. I bet you he's got like uh, over a hundred acres. Oh my god. Um, for that amount of money
1: so i guess maybe he wanted to have land a lot of land so that he could hunt in it
0: and not have to like you said that was part of it not have to like you just wanted to live not like, have to work. We we're watching yellowstone and we're like i think we might need to move to montana
1: no that's not what i said you really want to yeah i got excited and of course i'll follow you anywhere because <laughs> i love you Thank you.
0: I love you. Um, uh,
1: you just want to wear your cowboy hat, and
0: that's all. I mean, what's what's his name? John,
1: then you, you would go right into the sunset with... A...
0: Dude, I just... I got so or, hyped up. Or he... John Dunton, oh, Who's the actor? Um, uh, Kevin, Co- Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. He just made that look so cool.
1: He's just a cool guy, man.
0: He is, he is a cool guy.
1: He's he's a freaking cool dude.
0: Yeah, she uh he, re- he got me excited about cowboy stuff.
1: Okay, so since he, <laughs> I should do a theme for your birthday, ne- your next birthday. Yeah, cowboy theme. Yeah, because you that? you've already you you love Mexican, which is cool, but like, you've already somewhere. you've already had that before. Yeah, let's do a- <laughs> cowboy.
0: Okay, I'm down for that. I um, mean um, let me see here okay No, honestly there's only one more topic i wanted to touch on Uh because we talked about it last podcast and um it's a fun one right the dylan danis logan paul stuff that's been on oh god
1: it was so cringe um watching yeah because they're just not good chirpers (laughs) yeah they're so lame hey guys be cooler, like you, you and your group of friend, uh, friend guys, or at least like when I watch anything Canadian related with hockey, uh-huh. like those guys are it.
0: Yeah, well, you know why?
1: You get into your in in your head in their head so fast and so hilarious. <laughs>
0: it's growing up playing team sports. Yeah, because when you play a team sport, you like you have to be ready to be under attack at all times and it's not even just like you and me are saying insults to each other it's like you and me could be chirping each other and then yeah you have a whole team to deal with anybody else might just jump in at any given time you're you're never completely safe so you just always have to be ready so like it just it forces you to to always be on so
1: you have to chirp different people so you have to come up with different things for
0: it's like if it's like you know if you ever say something to me i always have something right back yeah it's like yeah you're so quick for like 20 years i was just programmed it's like or flight (laughs) mode but for like insults so like i always have something ready not just not to say that i'm insulting her ever but like no
1: (laughs) but you always have something witty to say off the cuff like a split second right after i Whatever he said. You
0: have to, otherwise you're just a punching bag.
1: It's so good. I love it. (laughs) But
0: for these guys... But
1: for those guys, what I'm... I don't
0: don't think they've played team sports.
1: I don't think so either, but... You know what I mean? So it's What I'm saying is, um, they're just... boring. Like, what they're saying to each other was, like... was try. They're... Not like... We've
0: talked about this before, but, like, there's a big difference between sitting face-to-face... And having to have like respond with insults versus you and a bunch of your friends sitting around in a room, everybody's chipping in to make like the best tweet response possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then only when you think it's perfect and polished and ready, you get to send it. But when you're,
1: I know now they're sitting face to face on in front of each other,
0: and you can have like a thousand. Well, if he says this, I'll say this. But if you're just not good at responding quick without a script, like he may never say something that prompts you to say whatever you practice in front of the mirror 50 times, you know? Yeah, I guess. It's like I you can't know. go in there and hope they say certain things.
1: Well, what I, I, what I was saying, you know, to, to that effect, they, yeah, they should have practiced, but just to say stuff regardless of what the other guy says. Yeah. Well, keep chirping him. Don't funny. even let him speak.
0: That's kind of what they did. Well, that's what's annoying about it. They, they were talking about Nobody gets other. a good lineup. But the one thing that I thought was funny that Logan Paul did, which is like, I feel like Dylan Dennis has been mostly destroying him in these sort of, at least the internet interactions. But uh, Logan Paul brought in the guy who was the bouncer that choked out Dylan Dennis outside of that bar. Yeah, that was did, funny. Yeah? And even Dylan Dennis was like, all right, I, you know what? That's That's pretty funny. And then he threw in a little chirp too. He was like, "And honestly, that like that was really nice that you gave him a, a really good opportunity because he was living in his mom's basement." <laughs> so I was like, "That was pretty funny."
1: Yeah, so you guys should go check it out. And he, he had the
0: photo ready uh, that said "Real Fighter" on it, and then it's the picture of Dylan Dan's being choked out by that guy. Oh, okay. And then when he says he's right here in this room, I hired him as my security. The guy pulls down his like he had a face mask on. And he like looks at. Oh. Dylan.
1: I didn't. Yeah. I didn't miss Thanks. the reveal. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I. I mean, I met missed the reveal.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good.
1: I saw the guy standing there.
0: Yeah, but.
1: But yeah, um, you guys should check that out because. It's, it's in a month. The yeah. fight, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Um and I think you know, like Logan Paul is gonna destroy him. I am. Um, he's way bigger. He's way longer. They're not. Stronger. Well,
1: they're not. They're fighting. They're their boxing. Eh? Hopefully, this guy shows up.
0: Right. <sighs> but it'll cost him $100,000 if he does not Flake? How much? $100,000. better he better show up because he's that'd be the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. They put that in the contract okay, because he's good. flaked on all, so many other fights.
1: I don't know. They just do that every time.
0: Yeah. Pull out clauses. Well, usually when people, two people agree to fight for a huge sum of money, like they want to do it. Right. Yeah. So most of the time you don't have to worry about that. Or if it does happen, it's something understandable, like an injury or whatever. But for him, I think his, he had one fight where he literally just pulled out because he said, I'm not ready. My training hasn't been going well. It's like want to. Well, that's your problem. Yeah, I it should be. You should. I feel like, but I feel like you're right. Like they should have. Everybody should have a like a if they're not approved by a doctor. Like you got injured, and you can't fight.
1: You oh, well, license. it has to be a legitimate cause, right? Okay, right. my wife died fair um my child died my dog died <laughs>
0: the only deaths for you it's the only reason you can pull up a fight not... dog dying i don't know if that one counts oh, i love my oh, dog while you oh, still no. do your job
1: yeah that's true unfortunately you're gonna make yeah. make the money um but i don't know we'll see what happens because oh now that you mentioned that there's a clause yeah he's he there's no way he's not going to show up
0: you yeah, know and he also had to pay a hundred thousand dollars to bellator to do the fight because he's still in a contract with bellator
1: a hundred thousand
0: yeah so he said uh basically i guess they were like we'll we'll let you break your contract but you will have to pay off i guess it's a fine
1: okay
0: 100 grand so a 100 if he had to pay the 100 grand fine to bellator and then backed out and lost another 100 grand so he ended up, out, out, if he pulls out of the fight, he loses $200,000 instead of making millions. No. So it wouldn't make sense. No, not at all. But yeah, they, they also did agree that if he shows up, they'll fight in MMA. Right. So that's...
1: I want to see that. I wouldn't... I, I don't I, have much faith in Logan. In MMA? Because don't, he doesn't seem to be fully in. No. In training in general. Yeah. generally he's doing too many other things and uh oh i want to see that though obviously these guys are coming in from youtube just making so much noise everybody's upset especially the purists that you were talking about uh that they call themselves purists the the f- f- pure athletes yeah. That are all through and through, you know, I've been this doing this since day one and I've been, you know, in it and I'm serious and I'm a, a real, I like how they call oh, themselves real a real, real athlete, you know? Hey,
0: you can be as real as you want to be, but if, at the end of the day, you're not making money. What's what are you doing it? For?
1: Yeah. And so to that point, hey, guys, get with the program. Um, you may not like it. You might be a little resentful, but you're not making any money.
0: No, I mean, what these guys have done so well is just build so. their own brand and then went into fighting. If, if, if your audience is following you and the promotions are relying on you to bring the audience, you can command way more money than if you're some guy who doesn't have his, his own brand, yeah. like, who isn't his own brand, who's relying on the UFC to provide all that infrastructure for them. Right, So it's like if you can come to the table and be like, I bring 25 million eyeballs when I show up somewhere. They're like, okay, yeah, you you can get paid a lot of money. But if you're just like some guy named Jim who's pretty good at fighting and you sign a contract with the UFC, but all the exposure and endorsements and all the stuff you're going to get from that is because of the UFC, you command a lot less money. Yeah, I wanted to show you this because Logan Paul's main thing where he's like, how he tries to say he's like a better boxer than Jake Paul and like how he so uh-huh. is because he went eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather. Okay. But there's a clip from the middle of their fight where he's telling he literally in between rounds goes to Floyd Mayweather. he's like, yo, calm down, dude. It's just an exhibition. Oh. Yeah, he's like telling him he's going too hard on him. Look, I'll show you.
1: How embarrassing. Don't do that.
0: Yeah, look at it. It's pretty funny how Logan Paul walks around acting like since he lasted eight rounds against Floyd Mayweather, he technically beat him. But just like his Crypto Zoo game, this is straight cat. Because they just released the behind the scenes footage of their fight, and you can clearly see Logan ask Floyd to chill and take it easy on him because it's just an exhibition.
1: That's
0: so embarrassing. Dude, and you gotta know that everyone's gonna hear that. Like, that's, you're not gonna get away with so saying that. We- he goes chill, champ, chill. It's just an exhibition. Lame. And that's how you're gonna. That's what. That is the evidence that you're gonna use to say that you're a legit fighter. No. That you lost an exhibition after you asked the guy to. Oh, please go easy. On
1: somebody that. send that clip to fucking Jake Paul. Oh, I'm sure he's seen it. And uh, have him post it everywhere because I'm so annoyed. Well, they're trying to like. He just irks me.
0: They're trying to keep their like brother beef off the internet now. It's kind of a can of worms you... you, know, gives me you the it's hard to get back in the bottle. He's, yeah, he's... He's, he he's made a it. lot of public relations mistakes in, over the years. He
1: just sounds so stupid when he's talking.
0: I'm so... Not, a fan.
1: not about Logan. Not anymore. I mean, I wasn't ever, honestly. I didn't really know these guys. They look like... Uh, pineapple head youtubers broccoli hair, broccoli hair that's yeah. right
0: <laughs> yeah i mean they basically are but they are i can respect what both of those two brothers have done i have more respect for jake though just in fighting for jake for sure and then it's it, just in terms of what they've been able to accomplish no so, yeah out, like on youtube if you're going to talk turning, about that turning you real celebrities with real businesses both of them have done exceptionally well in that sense in terms of like the actual like personality and morals of them each right. i i don't really have anything negative to say about jake paul and that and like i haven't scoured every inch of the internet
1: now we don't we don't know that I personally like, this is just yeah. off, off yeah, yeah. What, what, the little clips that more we see here and there We're just
0: speaking for fun but
1: i'm talking about more sp- yeah recently i
0: mean logan paul's track record's pretty rough he'd had the an nft rug pull scam you know he did the the suicide forest thing where he took a picture of a dead body or video and like laughed about it like yeah he slept with his brother's girlfriend while he was still dating her that's a pretty gnarly one that's really really Uh, gnarly and those are some things that are like you know that's that's not just a mistake you made like that's part of who you are. Yeah. To sleep with your brother's girlfriend, like that's some Jerry Springer trailer park nonsense. So weird. Oh, that's... that no, there's anything wrong with trailer parks, okay? Trailer park people don't freaking, you know, don't go after me. Oh, God. Nah.
1: <laughs> Here we but, go.
0: But, um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot, both of them. But honestly, it's been keeping me entertaining. I've watched every Logan Paul fight. Well,
1: that's, that's what I'm Final trying night. to say the guys are entertaining yeah. whether you like them whether you hate them you're watching want to see whether you want to see
0: them get knocked out
1: don't want to admit that you're watching <laughs> it behind closed doors you're watching <laughs> if you're an mma fan or a boxing fan and you're 100%. in that scene you're gonna watch yeah. you want to see what happens at least oh 100 and you're gonna watch that night other fights too so you're gonna say oh well i guess i'll watch this one too <laughs> Um, Everybody want to know, wants to know what, what's going to happen.
0: 100. Uh, you cannot. I mean, everybody wants to see you. these guys are making know, money.
1: I'm not watch actively watching when I watch the fights with you. Right. Uh, unless it's like a fight that I'm like really like okay, yeah, I want to see what goes on, or yeah. I don't know. It depends on my mood too. But I'm always at least having I have an ear. I I'm in it. You know. Yeah. I I ask you, hey, what just happened? You know. Yeah. I want to know. You're supportive. (laughs) But but I like that. This is the only sport that I'll watch. Yeah. What about hockey? Hockey is uh, nice to go. Yeah. But to sit down and watch it on TV is a whole different thing. I don't know. This is really the only sport that I'll actually be invested. I'm excited for it. Not as excited as most guys, maybe. But... I, you know, you say, Hey, let's, you know, let's get some tickets and want go watch this fight or actually fly out to go see a fight. and be like, yeah, that's so sounds cool. Yeah. But especially for a fight like this, i will be like really interested.
0: What's kind of interesting about these fights too. So, is the whole that, whole
1: story behind it, I mean, you it,
0: know, it brings not just a fight scene, right? Like you go to a UFC fight, that's because you're a UFC fan or you have some interest in fighting. When you go to like a Jake Paul fight, you're you might go because you're a fight fan, but you might also go because you like watched him on YouTube when yeah. you were a kid or whatever. Like yeah. or you saw him on the Disney channel or like whatever it is, like it brings yeah. more worlds. Yeah. It involves more like everyday people than just like the hardcore fight fans, yeah. which I think is cool. And what was lacking, especially in boxing.
1: Well, since the world is changing now, everybody's a content creator. People oh, right. are more invested in these personalities. So we're going to see a lot. I think we're going to see a lot more merging, Yeah. a lot more merging of in different uh, fields, not just the boxing MMA world yeah I'm for it and I think what I was saying earlier enough I already said this but you guys need to get on board if you're a fighter like you have to get on board with this because you're not going to be successful otherwise you have to create a story you have to create a brand and you have to push it and uh well if you don't have if you don't have it inside of you, then no one's going to be interested. So that's, that's, you that's can't, yeah. you can't fix that. You can't, uh, there are guys you can't teach that is what I'm trying to
0: say. There are guys who have done it successfully though. Like, uh, Colby Cummington, he was going to get cut from the UFC. And then, uh, what did he say? He said something to, like brutal. He was in Brazil and he, Called oh yeah he called all the people of Brazil like filthy animals or something okay. in Brazil in the ring okay. after he won oh my God. and then he got so much attention from it that uh Dana White was like all right here's another contract they're were, they're were gonna drop him after well <sighs> he didn't have a new contract or anything and then he invented that character where he wears the Trump mega hat that's and-
1: that's interesting he became a villain yeah so that's what happened with The Rock. When he remember we were watching oh. how he reinvented himself four yeah. times over, and he had cr- adopted a villain persona yeah. in the WWE. That was freaking interesting to yes. watch him reinvent himself. Yeah. You find the thing that works for you, and then
0: all that matters in this sports is sad. eyeballs. You know whether people are <laughs> watching because they want to see you get your ass kicked, or they're watching because yeah, they support you as long as they're watching. the wor- The worst thing in those sports is just if no one cares you know
1: yeah gonna make it interesting yeah we all need some entertainment after all the stuff that's been happening in this world so that's that should be our mindset really in my opinion how can i entertain my audience i do i don't want to entertain them and i'm just a, a fitness coach an online fitness coach but i really hey i'm in this specific niche where it's like as a, I'm a content, crea- content creator, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to find a way.
0: Yeah, well, it's that's uh, something you continue to evolve and iterate on over time until you find what the new thing is that you're passionate about and that I, your audience clings to, I think. so. Yeah,
1: I'm going to start making uh, furniture.
0: TikTok dances.
1: No. <laughs> Can you imagine you and I?
0: <laughs> no, I can't do that. that's terrible Uh, no
1: (laughs) it's Um, so cringe
0: I think that was it I think we touched on everything that uh, I was interested in today I don't want to keep the, the listeners you know around too long so oh thank you guys I think that's it that was October
1: 14th the fight
0: October 14th of the fight yeah we'll be watching it we'll give you our thoughts and reviews all that good stuff but for now Catch you on the next episode.